Welcome to Binge on Selvah podcast. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi. For the past few years, I've been struggling with binge eating disorder, severe procrastination issues, and a really poor self-image. Any kind of self-love has been pretty much non-existent. But I've realized I'm not alone in this, as millions of others struggle with accepting who they are, and we all fight our inner battles. I'm not an expert on this, nor I claim to be, but I have a story and I want to share it with you guys, raw and honest, with all its highs and lows. Every Tuesday, I share my experience, thoughts and tips on overcoming binge eating disorder, procrastination and tips on gaining self-love and respect. Join me and our listeners on our journey to build a healthier and kinder relationship with ourselves. Make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. For more content on binge eating, procrastination, self-love and self-acceptance, visit bingeonselflove.com and follow me on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Disclaimer, Binge on Self-Love podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for a diagnosis or treatment. Hey lovely people, how are you? Welcome to the Binge on Selva podcast. I'm your host Anna, but you can call me Anchi. And first of all, thank you so, so much for tuning in today. It means so much to me. I hope you are all doing very well. And it feels so good to be back with another episode. I enjoy doing this podcast more and more with each and every episode. And I can't wait each week to put my thoughts together and just talk to you guys and discuss all of the topics and ideas I have in my mind. In case you are new here, which is highly possible, my name is Anna, I'm 26 years old and I've struggled with anorexia and later on with binge eating disorder for about five or six years. And in this podcast, I talk about my experience with eating disorders and the hateful and hurtful relationship I've had with myself for a big part of my life. I love that I have a chance to kind of share my story and my experience with the problems I've dealt with, especially with binge eating disorder, because I know how fucking alone I felt when I was dealing with binge eating disorder. It felt like you are the only person in the world going through this shit and no one can understand you because you don't even understand yourself. And I think it's amazing that more and more people open about their battles with eating disorders and share their stories to encourage people not to give up and show them that recovery is possible. And I hope to do the same through this podcast. I want you to know that you are never alone in the struggles you're going through and that recovery is possible. I've talked about my experience with binge eating disorder in episode 12, I think. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes in case you want to listen to it. But today I want to talk about binge eating disorder from a slightly different perspective. I want to share with you things that binge eating disorder has taught me. And I know it probably sounds weird, like, what the hell, what can an eating disorder probably teach you? But I think we always have something to learn from everything that we go through, whether it is a positive experience or a negative experience. There is always something we can learn from it. 
and the same applies to binge eating disorder. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to emphasize that all I share in this episode is my personal experience and my story. Please never compare your journey to anybody else's journey. We are all different and we are all on our unique paths and unique journeys and we are going at our own pace. I also want to do a little trigger warning here. In this episode, I talk about eating disorders, especially binge eating disorder. So if you find this triggering, please feel free to skip this episode. Now, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Things that binge eating disorder has taught me. I want to take it one step back to what has brought me to this idea of what I've learned because of the eating disorder I've had is that I've recently watched a YouTube video where a girl shared her eating disorder story and her recovery journey. And watching this video, I couldn't help but think this is exactly how I felt at the time. And then I started reflecting how much has changed for me since then and how I've changed and how my priorities have shifted. And I asked myself the question, if I could... Would I change this and never had an eating disorder? If obviously it was a choice and I could go back in time and choose not to have an eating disorder. And to be completely honest with you, I don't have a clear answer to that. At that time when I was binging every single day, multiple times a day, I would say 100% yes, I would never ever want to go through that. But at the same time, I think it has taught me so much about myself and my attitude and about what I am capable of as a person. And also with the therapy, I've learned to, I would say, better understand myself and my actions, I guess. So am I happy and excited about the fact that I've had an eating disorder? Absolutely not. But am I grateful for everything it has taught me? Yes, absolutely. So the first thing that binge eating disorder has taught me is that binge eating is not a solution, it is the problem. In the very first episode of this podcast, I've talked about the binge eating cycle, how binging and restricting yourself creates this cycle where one thing leads to another and sooner or later you're just too caught up in it to tell what the actual problem is. And this is exactly what I've experienced with binge eating disorder. I've had problematic relationship with food, which later led me to binging, which then led me to more problems, and those problems led me back to binging even more, and so on and so on. So I reached a point where I was binging every single day since the moment I wake up until the moment I went to bed. And I was binging when I wanted to avoid the duties and the deadlines I had. I was binging when I felt unhappy with myself or unhappy in a relationship. I was binging when a problem occurred and I didn't know how to deal with it. I was binging when I was happy, when I was bored. And I was also binging just because, just because I could. Me binge eating led to more and more problems and the only way I knew how to deal with those problems was binging even more. So to me, binge eating became a solution to every problem. You feel unhappy? Okay, let's binge. You feel sad? Let's binge. You have this assignment you need to get done? Okay, let's crew this and let's binge. The more I acted on it, the more tied to the binge eating disorder I've become. I was thinking, how would I deal with all these emotions and responsibility and problems without binge eating? 
But what I've learned from those years of binge eating is that binge eating is not a solution to your problems, even though at times it may seem so. Even if you binge and the emotions and problems you have are pushed aside, it's all just temporary. They will come back at you and they will be even stronger than before. I remember vividly how I didn't know how to deal with stress during exams at the university. My coping mechanism to stress was binge eating. And if I had like a week to study for an exam, I would binge and procrastinate for like five days and I kept pushing those feelings away. And then the last day before the actual exam, those feelings came back at me and they hit me really, really hard and I cracked like neck. I broke down in tears, I was hysterical, I was having a panic attack. And those were some of the darkest times in my life because I didn't know how to deal with the stress and how to deal with the emotions. But I can say that binge eating disorder is 100% not a solution to any problem. It is the actual problem. The number one thing that helped me to realize this was time, 100%. Looking at this after some time, looking at this from a different perspective, helped me to understand that I was just in this cycle where binge eating wasn't the solution, it was the problem creating more and more problems. A thing number two that binge eating disorder has taught me is that diets are not a solution either. Just like binge eating disorder is not a solution to your problems, neither are diets. When I first discovered that something like binge eating exists and that this is something that I'm probably dealing with, I came to a conclusion that I'm just lacking willpower and that I don't know how to control myself when it comes to food. I thought that recovering from binge eating disorder meant to get back on track with diets. So each and every time I binged, I promised myself, tomorrow you're going to start again, you're going to eat healthy, and you will never ever binge again. And I lived with this bullshit idea in my mind for like four years or so. And I failed each and every time. I recently found a diary, food diary, that I kept when I tried to stop binge eating. And I don't know what I was thinking, but... I mean, you don't have to be a nutritional therapist to see that this was clearly so wrong and so fucked up. The day after a binge, all I would eat was like an apple and plain yogurt and a bunch of crackers with few slices of cheese. And that was it. I thought this is how I'm gonna stop binge eating. Unsurprisingly, that never worked. It could never ever work. All I was focused on was my weight and my appearance because... I've gained quite a lot of weight from binge eating and I thought this is what I need to focus on, on losing that binge eating weight. But what essentially helped me and what made a difference in all those hopeless attempts to stop binge eating was when I mentally reached a point when I was like, fuck this, fuck my weight, fuck the way I look. I will much rather be this weight but be healthy and happy and fine without this constant mental battle. And only at that point I actually started my recovery. Only at that point I was taking it seriously enough and I made my priorities clear. My health. I want to live on this planet as long as I can. I want to be healthy. I want to do the things I always dreamed about. I want to be with my family and I want to live and be happy. 
before the recovery, I got to a point where I did nothing except binge eating. I had no hobbies, no friends, no future plans to look forward to. And that makes a pretty empty life. Leading constant battles among my desire to be skinny and my desire to eat like a normal person and binge eating, it just wasn't fulfilling. And it took me a very long time to accept that in order to recover, I must stop seeing food as my enemy, I must, I must stop seeing food as good and as bad, and I must make my health a priority, not the number on a scale. And only then I was able to give recovery my all. So I think this is a really important thing to learn that diets are not sustainable, diets won't make you happier, and diets are not a solution to your problem. If you're unhappy with yourself, it is highly possible that the reason why you don't like yourself is something much different than a number on a scale. Think number three that I've learned from binge eating disorder is that there is life after binge eating disorder and that life has way more to offer. My mind was consumed by binge eating disorder for a good five or six years. My life, my thoughts, my actions were all about food and my unhealthy relationship with it. I couldn't really imagine that I will ever be able to focus on anything else. I couldn't imagine moving in with my boyfriend. I couldn't imagine I would ever feel confident enough to take a chance and finish my master's degree. I couldn't imagine I would ever wear a swimsuit and not starve myself a few days prior. And I didn't know how to be happy anymore. I felt like nothing can really fulfill me anymore. Binge eating disorder put all other things aside. And things that I would normally be grateful for, like going on a date with my boyfriend, spending time with my family, watching a funny movie, I couldn't really enjoy any of this anymore. Binge eating simply took over every aspect of my life and my thinking, and I couldn't enjoy a single thing without the eating disorder creeping in. Every time I was with my boyfriend, all I could think of was how fat and disgusting I am, and how desperately I need to lose weight. When I was with my family, all I could think of was how much I would like to eat all of this food, but I can't because they would know there's something wrong with me. Luckily, all of this got better in recovery, but it definitely wasn't an overnight thing. Along the recovery journey, I started to think about other things than food. It probably started as a little thought here and there, but later on, I started to think about the idea that I would like to get back to studying French, and that I would like to start singing again, and that I would like to get back to reading more books. And it seems like such a small thing, but it was so important because it made such a difference. I think it feels like with every thought that came and made me happy, a part of the eating disorder left. And I think it's the problem with eating disorders. They make you feel like you need them. They make you doubt, who am I without my eating disorder? But once you start to fight those thoughts and you don't give them the power they want, that's when the change, the positive change starts to happen. This leads me to my fourth point that I've learned, and that is you are much stronger than you think. I was never super confident person and until this day I am very self-conscious and sometimes I care way too much about what other people think of me. But with binge eating disorder I became this weak, self-conscious, self-doubting, 
unhappy, depressed person who had no confidence in herself, no faith in ever getting better. At one point, I couldn't even walk to my job because of how self-conscious I felt of my body and my appearance. So I drove to my work every single day, even though it was like a 10-minute walk. But I just couldn't stand people looking at me, seeing how I look because I thought they will know. They will know this girl has a problem. And I wouldn't even go out with friends because, again, I didn't want them to see me like that. I felt like I have nothing to talk about because I was so consumed by a binge eating disorder. I had no memories and funny stories I would want to share with them. And when I saw people laughing, I thought they must be laughing at me. I became terrified of going for a run, of going to the gym, because I couldn't bear with people seeing me. And I realized how self-centered this all sounds, but it only proves how consumed I was by the eating disorder and how little confidence I had in myself. And with every other bench episode, I proved myself that I will never get out of this. I am this weak. I think the only way how to gain self-confidence and trust in yourself is through experience. You know this quote, the only way out is through? I think that's 110% true when it comes to an eating disorder and to recovery. The only way out of this is through recovery. As much as I wanted to and I hoped to stop binge eating, I never believed that I could stop binge eating for a few days, let alone for a few years. But you are capable of so much more than what you think and way more capable than any eating disorder makes you believe. And most importantly, you are stronger than your eating disorder and recovery is possible. Looking back at where I was at the time and where I am now, I am so proud of myself and it only shows that you have much more power than you believe you have and that you are much stronger than you believe. The last point on my list of things that binge eating disorder has taught me is that sharing your story and your struggles is extremely important. For the first few years of binge eating disorder, I haven't told anybody. I was too ashamed and too lost in what was going on and why I was doing it. And because I was partially living on a campus and partially at home where I was on my own most of the time, it was pretty easy to hide it from people. I believed that if I would share this with someone, people wouldn't understand. But just like with any problem, the longer you keep it to yourself, the more power it holds over you, the bigger burden it becomes, and the weight of the problem will consume you. I told only a few people that I have this problem to really, really close people who I knew I could trust, and it was honestly the best decision I have ever made. Every single person I told that I have binge eating disorder was very supportive. Most people didn't know what binge eating disorder was, what exactly does that mean, but it didn't really matter. All that mattered was I had someone who I could confess to, who I could talk to, and I had someone who listened and cared and tried to understand. Obviously, I shared my problems with way more people now through this podcast, which I find really important because I think we shouldn't be ashamed of our problems. We all have them, and by sharing them, we're showing each other that it's normal to have problems, and it's also normal to deal with them. And you didn't have to hide it, you didn't have to feel alone and ashamed. I mean, you didn't have to go public about your eating disorder like I did through this podcast, And you don't have to share it with anyone if you don't want to. 
But I personally believe that telling someone what you're going through and sharing your struggles is so, so important. Even if it's talking about it with a friend, with a family member or your partner or a therapist. Just saying it out loud, I feel like it makes such a difference. One little advice I would give you is that if you decide to share your problem with someone, don't get discouraged if people don't understand it at first. If people don't have their own experience with it, they may not fully understand what you're going through, but it doesn't mean that they don't care or that they don't want to or that they don't want to support you. I've shared my problem with only a few close people and even though most of them didn't know what binge eating disorder was or that even something like that exists, they've been all really supportive and they've listened and that's essentially what I needed the most. So that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share this with you. I believe there is so much one gets to learn from an eating disorder. These are just five points that really stood out to me and I wanted to share it with you because I thought it could be good to hear that and maybe it will encourage you a little bit to keep going on your recovery journey. Binge eating disorder, just like any eating disorder, is hard and difficult. But we can choose to take the positive from the negative and learn from it and let it help us grow into the person who we want to be. If you like this episode, please let me know by rating this podcast in the Apple Podcasts or send me a DM on Instagram at BingeOnSelfLove. I'm always happy to hear your thoughts. Talk to you soon. Bye! Thank you so much for spending your time listening to Binge on Self Love podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe to Binge on Self Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episode. You can find more content on binge eating, procrastination, and self-acceptance at bingeonselflove.com and on Instagram at bingeonselflove. Talk to you soon. Bye!